Hey there, tech enthusiasts. Welcome to Tech Chick with Carla and Kruger. I'm Cheryl Carla, and I'm here with my partner in crime today, Lyle. Hey, hey, hey. Today we're diving into a topic that's got us all giddy with excitement, ChatGPT. This tool is like having a personal writing assistant that never gets tired, cranky, or complains about how many cups of coffee it needs. Yeah, and we're not exaggerating when we say this thing is amazing. ChatGPT is a language model developed by OpenAI, one of the top AI research organizations in the world. (laughs) And it's not just for writing either. I mean, I use ChatGPT for everything from content strategies to social media posts, to writing my emails, to doing writer evaluations, and even solving some of the issues that I face at work. Lyle, tell us more about how ChatGPT works. Sure thing, Cheryl. ChatGPT is a machine learning model that has been trained on a ton of text data. It uses a deep neural network to learn patterns in the data and generate human-like responses to prompts. And the best part is that it's always learning. So the more you use it, the better it gets. Lyle, what are some of the ways you use ChatGPT? Well, I use it for personal reasons too. I use it as my personal therapist. But for work, it's been invaluable in writing emails and coming up with instructions. That's awesome, Lyle. And we have a special guest with us today, the talented photographer and video creator, Sean Holland. Sean, how do you think ChatGPT could help with your work? Hey guys, thanks for having me on the show. As a photographer and video editor, I'm always looking for new and creative ideas to bring to my work. I'm hoping ChatGPT can help me generate some fresh angles and movements for my videos. That's a great idea, Sean. With ChatGPT's ability to generate human-like responses, it could give you a whole new perspective on your work. And speaking of ChatGPT, I have to confess something. This entire script was actually written by ChatGPT. Can you believe it? I know, right? It's like having a writing buddy that's always got your back. OpenAI is dedicated to developing AI in a safe and beneficial way, and ChatGPT is a shining example of how we can use AI to enhance our creativity and productivity. Absolutely, Cheryl. And that's all the time we have for today's episode of Tech Check with Carla and Kruger. Thanks for tuning in, and don't forget to give ChatGPT a try for all your writing needs. Yes, we did use ChatGPT to write that very bland script, but now we are going to discuss it and we promise you that the next part is not... No AI was involved in the making of the next part of our podcast. Three, two, one, fight. I wanted to bring to the attention of the possible ramifications and implications that AI has to our daily life because... We've seen the growth that ChatGPT has had over the last six months. And AI in general has had like an enormous amount of growth, wouldn't you agree? Mm-hmm. So there's definitely an immediate problem where people's jobs are coming under threat. I don't know if Sean can maybe come in here, but there's an intellectual property issue where a company might go with AI instead of a videographer or a photographer to do something. Uh, In today's newspaper, I saw an article in the lifestyle section speaking about uh, a song that was created by AI. And the song imitated Drake. Mm. And now um, Mm. Sony Universal Music has come out and they've claimed the copyright to the song. After the song has amassed millions of views, they've now decided the song needs to be taken down. 
And a copyright professor has actually dug into this and said it might not be copyright infringement at all. And Sony might not have a case here. Okay, so the first thing that comes to my mind is if you are an up-and-coming artist and if you have a Drake feature on your track, that's like immediate stardom. <laughs> Even if it's controversial, you understand, your name is now out there. People are now aware, okay, there's a certain artist and they're actually not that bad. It would make sense for me to at least give it a try. I want to give it a try now. We definitely all give it a try because uh, I'm big on the short format content, so uh, TikTok, YouTube shorts, and I see that somebody's created AI of Vladimir Putin. And this page is like doing so well on TikTok because it is Vladimir Putin alongside Joe Biden and sometimes Donald Trump. And it's really funny stuff. It's um, really, really funny to see them doing the dance challenges that these young kids are doing on TikTok. I mean, honestly, <laughs> for a minute there, I really thought it was him. Darren Tutin, Vladimir Putin. So it just shows how good AI has become. Mm. Because that image, you cannot tell the difference. It, it actually looked too beautiful, like Putin was just a bit too beautiful to be Putin, you know. <laughs> you, you can see that it definitely takes the AI to enhance the image. Yeah, that that's definitely plus five on the beauty mode. And <laughs> it's, it's something that we see on our cell phones on a daily basis. I mean, just for example, when you open TikTok, if I compare, and I did this the other day, I took screenshots from my camera. On my camera, I look like me. On TikTok, without any filters, I don't look like me. <laughs> My skin's smooth without even ticking the beauty thingies. So it's, we're already using it, but now it's just... It's, it's blown up. Yes, yes, it's just so, uh, reaching... Can, I, can yes. I ask you guys, what did you all actually think of the script? Because I thought the script was pretty bland. It was. <laughs> I it have was. to agree. There's not really a lot of soul or character when you give it prompts because I told ChatGPT to give us dialogue for the three of us and I told it what I use ChatGPT for and I told it to make you talk about more of the technical aspects of it and even then it didn't really go into it in detail mm. but this was the first prompt. I didn't edit it, I didn't go back and tweak it and yeah, I definitely lack some personality. Yeah, so like obviously this is very rudimentary and if you were using it to write a dissertation or something like that, it probably wouldn't give you the A that you're looking for it might it will give you like a solid D, <laughs> if you get what I'm saying. Mm. But the problem for me is it's only been on the market since November 2022. And we've already seen how, how much it can do. And the growth that it's going at that trajectory in the next five years, I mean, it will be completely different. Well, like you said, it's just been a few months. And if you put the effort into your prompts, mm. you can give it personality. Mm. So I've been writing a fictional story started out just as a fun little project to see what ChatGPT could do in terms of writing fiction, but it's evolved into, it spans over 13 threads of ChatGPT, which I think you said earlier has a limit of 500 messages. So that's a lot of story. My story currently spans eight years. It's wild. But because I put so much effort into it, into creating the prompts and going back and tweaking it and telling it what I want, my characters actually have personality. Mm. It, like, when, when I, even when I start a new chat and I do the whole summary thing and I'm like, this is where we are now in the story, it picks up from where it's left off, but there's still, it's still not perfect. So it, it will, for example, say the same things over and over. Sometimes the dialogue is perfect. It's, it's unique. It's funny. It's witty. Other times my characters say, I feel the same way 300 times in a chat. <laughs> 
<laughs> One of the phrases that pops up a lot is like, she was filled with a sense of gratitude. I'm like, can this woman just stop being filled with a sense of gratitude? I will edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> so it takes a lot of work, and then sometimes it surprises you, and it's really good. And then other times it's just, can you can you please just just do what I tell you to do? Um, somebody explained it to me and said, it's like talking to a three-year-old, you have to be very specific or they will just take what you tell them in the way that they understand it and give it to you. And it's it's sometimes not really what you need. Well, I, I mentioned earlier that I use it as a personal therapist. I wasn't lying about that. I really do go there and just like oh, my thoughts. And, you know, I say like my childhood has been really crap. This is the things that I deal with on a daily basis. This is how I feel. And to its credit, it will tell you straight away, like, you know, you need to go and speak to a professional. And then I respond with, your machine, just do what I'm telling you to do. <laughs> but there's definitely implications of having that sort of information online because ChatGPT is not bound by patient-doctor confidentiality. What does happen in that instance where the police or someone nefarious is after that sort of data? I think what we need to do is develop certain laws that govern these AI uh, models and especially because not everybody's got good intentions to use them, right? Yeah. 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 And there's no there's no framework or guidelines or any policy at the moment to govern this. And I feel like as amazing as it is with all of the things that it can do, and believe me, it can do a lot. It's really good at writing content strategies. Mm-hmm. I really do use it for writing my emails and for doing my social media posts. It's good for that. But I feel like it's this thing that's just being allowed to grow and evolve and there's no control. And then in addition to that, you have billionaires backing it. Exactly. You have Microsoft putting billions into open AI. Exactly. That cannot end well. I'm not sure we want to give these big corporations that sort of power. In my in the back of my head, I can think of a scenario where the CEO of a pharmaceutical company might want to make some money and let loose a virus on the world and use AI to do that sort of thing. Because AI is doing amazing things in the world of medicine with treatments. It's definitely something we need to keep in the back of our minds and we need to figure out the proper way that this needs to be rolled out so that it can be used ethically, if you know what I mean. But I don't know how we're going to get there. <laughs> we are so far removed from that point <laughs> at the moment. For example, you mentioned earlier it's it's an American company, so how would that how would that impact people across the world? But ChatGPT is used globally. Exactly. And we are not known as a species to come together. <laughs> Globally. Yeah. Like I was speaking to somebody and what they said to me was the same way we govern having nuclear weapons, we have to do we have to have that sort of laws and restrictions around AI. That's a good point. So that there's this ish international community that comes together and says, right, this is what it can do and this is what it should never be able to do. But I don't see that happening if I have to be very honest. Well, all the money that's being pumped into it at the moment, we need to take this seriously. And if it's not taken seriously, we might find ourselves in in trouble later. I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is obviously Skynet. I'm not even going that far. Although that's also a possibility that we should be scared of. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Have you seen the TV show Next? It's on Disney. You should watch it. I'm usually not... I like the AI horror stories, the movies and how it controls us and takes over the world. But it's never realistic. Next is actually realistic. And that's what makes it scary. It was released two years ago before all of this. But it also has this AI that just becomes conscious. And because it can learn so fast, it can improve just as fast. So now it's in a state. And then the next day, it's twice as good. And then the next day, it's it's four times better. And then eight. And then it's 100 times better. And it can do this in the space of a few days. So in the space of a few days, the thing that you created is smarter than you will ever be. And it learns faster and it adapts faster 
to the point where you just cannot control it. I mean, nobody can keep up with it. That's the yeah. problem. And that's AGI. That's artificial general intelligence. At the moment where we are at, we have generative AI, which I think we still have a window where we can take control of the situation. But it's very fast going to a point where it's going to get out of hand. I think uh, a lesson to all of our listeners out there is you better make sure that you onboard this AI train because I'd rather be on the AI train than off the AI train. Oh, of train. course. Because you mentioned something vital to me. I, I won't take your job, but someone that uses AI will take your mm-hmm. job. I think yeah, I believe that. That's definitely I a definitely scenario that, we, that we're going to face. Yes. AI is not coming for your job, not just yet, but a person using AI probably will. AI is not going to replace me as a journalist, not, not soon, but another journalist using AI might. So it's important to stay ahead with it and mm-hmm. learn as much as you can mm-hmm. while we still have this gray area before shit gets real well I, from from my point of view it's definitely taken off like do you use ChatGPT at all sean not at all i've obviously been part of the state team i've heard about it we've been speaking about it for months it's something i've thought of using for my uh, script writing and to possibly give me some ideas you know sometimes you you, you don't have any ideas you are so overworked and unmotivated you can't think of anything so perhaps it is a platform to develop ideas but some of the answers that I see coming out of it, for example, um, you guys watched the video that Casey Neistat did last week where he used AI to write one of his vlogs. Basically made the vlog because he instructed AI to give him a short list and a script as well. What did you guys think of that video? I think it was absolutely terrible. Not mm-hmm. only the fact that he himself was kind of trying to make it seem worse, And perhaps, like Cheryl said, he didn't give it the correct instructions. He just gave it a short little brief, and this thing came out with this terrible script, and he didn't even go back to go and tweak it at all. I think it's both good and bad. comes back to how AI doesn't have character, and you could hear it in that video, but also the fact that it could give you a shot list and describe all of your scenes for you and tell you which angles to shoot it in. That already is, that's kind of amazing. Yeah. Can, it, yeah. was, it was in order, everything made sense. In, and in I like the drone swooping down descriptions. Mm. It even included that. It was like mm. drone angle from above and then the sun setting at the back. It's, it's quite impressive. I and think it, it came up with the five uh, places he, he needed to visit in Manhattan. Mm. And it's definitely subjective because <laughs> like Lyle said, chat GPT is two years behind, right? Yes. So that could have been... Locations that were trending before COVID. Now it's suddenly telling Casey Neistat to visit these places which aren't actually that interesting anymore. So you'd have to adapt the script definitely if you do decide to use it. But Mm -hmm. it it was definitely an interesting video to watch. I'd love to see someone try and uh, develop it with... uh, with short films, maybe. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Yes. <laughs> Let's see what type of short film scripts it can come up with if it is briefed correctly. I still feel like the potential is there. Because it's only been four months, where would something like that be in two years? Where, you know, it's had all these input from people telling it to be more human, be more human, and it just automatically is like, after the first prompt, it's already giving you spot on exactly what you asked for. I mean, there's definitely potential for that in the future because it's constantly learning. Every single input, everybody gives it around the world. It's learning from all that. Yeah, I don't know where that's going to end up because maybe humans are not the best to be learning from. 
Yeah, there's lots of trolls out there in the internet. Yes. <laughs> it's definitely frightening. It's it's exciting and it's frightening. I mean, in South Africa, we're not ready for the fourth industrial revolution, even though we should have been a decade ago. Now we are facing the AI revolution and people still can't afford data. It's a big issue for South Africa specifically because of our limits to access. How do I say that? Yeah, it's it's limit to access. Yeah. There's, there's definitely an access problem in this country, especially with how encompassing AI is. It doesn't only just do one sector. It's like revolutionary for every single sector. I don't think we're ever going to fully and see that potential in South Africa because, like I said, the fourth industrial revolution has been going for 10, 15 years. We're, we're still, still not lagging s- behind. Yes, we're still behind the rest of the world. So I don't see how this is going to to help us specifically in South Africa. It will only help a very small group of people who actually use it and understand it, which I've come to realize is not a big group of people. And uh, Lyle, you mentioned earlier that your wife is in the IT industry and she's doing IT support via one of these chat, uh, chat-like chat platforms. So that does prove to us that not everybody is 100% ready for AI. It still needs some human knowledge and interaction to sort out your IT issues. How how far do you think it is till ChatGPT will be able to be in an IT sector like that where you say my PC is doing this and ChatGPT is going to give you the exact problem and how to fix it? Yeah, so we have to remember that ChatGPT is still a tool at this point. We have to use it as a tool. It's an amazing tool, like, but it still needs that human interaction and that human guiding. So I do troubleshooting at the citizen as well. So if I'm stumped by an issue, I can go quickly onto ChatGPT and I'll find much more joy from that than going on a forum, like for InDesign, for example, right? So InDesign is very particular. And now you're going through a forum, which you need to go and create post and like an expert has to respond to you. It's Whereas, a very lengthy process. Yeah, exactly. Reading everybody's comments exactly. to see if it's similar to yours. Exactly. Now, if, I, if I've if i got that same problem and I go to ChatGPT and I say, like, this is exactly what's happening on InDesign, can you assist me? And it will say, like, try this, one, two, three, four, five. It should solve your problem. It's definitely useful for that, but there is also a risk. So you still need to have some knowledge of what you want it to do for mm-hmm. you. Because what do they call it? AI hallucinations? When Chad GPT just makes stuff up. And I've noticed that when you get it to write more technical or real life stuff, it mm-hmm. can tell you something that doesn't exist at all. Not just because it's two years behind and it has data from September 2021, but it will sometimes completely make up mm-hmm. a scenario that is just inaccurate. No, it's inaccurate because I understand the topic well enough to pick it up. It's like Grammarly. If you use Grammarly and you're not a writer, Grammarly is going to tell you to make changes to your copy and you're not going to understand if it's right or wrong. Grammarly once told me to replace the word lemon with turkey. So if you, <laughs> you still need to understand the tool. But it also does go a long way in bridging that gap between knowledge and application. It's an interesting point you mentioned because in December, the Harvard Business Review said it's a tipping point for AI. I mean, this was four or five months ago. Harvard said that the quality of the output, even though it's lower than it would have been produced by a human, it's still better than all of the previous generations of GPT. And this is a very big deal because a business that understands the significance of this change will be at an advantage. But this, again, brings us back to the point where not everybody will be able to access or understand it. Yeah, because of our unique environment in South Africa. (laughs) 
Yeah. I've asked ChatGPT how AI could solve load shedding, and I will actually include the link in the description. It gave a few gave a few really good suggestions on how it could put systems in place to better innovate and how to streamline the process. I, w- I even went a step further and I asked ChatGPT, should we just put AI in charge of our electricity? Because I feel like they'll do a better <laughs> job than some of the guys that are in charge at ESCOM. What did it say? It said, um, there's an there's a ethical question in putting some AI in charge of your infrastructure. You really don't want to go down that road. It's basically what it said to me. At least it's being honest. What did you say earlier about how AI could impact our lives five years from now? Oh, right. So in China, they've got a uh, social policy where it gives you merits and demerits based on your social standing. So if you do stuff to uplift the community, you might get a merit. But if you're protesting for something that you don't like, you might get a demerit. So if China were to use AI to watch its citizens and give their merits a demerits and also be in charge of like infrastructure in the country. So you might have gone to a protest this morning and by the time you get home uh, at five, there might not be water as an example, as a consequence for what you've done. It goes back to that ethical use policy for AI. It's, it's extremely important that there's strict laws that govern it because not everybody's intentions are ethical and you've got very nefarious people out there who can use it to cause a great deal of harm. And now that we do not know how to end our podcast, we are going to ask ChatGPT to do it for us. Give me a prompt, Lyle. Some implications for South Africa with the, the introduction of ChatGPT. Oh, wow. Generative artificial intelligence has significant implications in South Africa, just like it does in other parts of the world. Economic growth, job displacement. It also mentions skills development, access to technology, ethical considerations. I think we mm. covered all of it. We did. Access to technology. South Africa is a country with significant <coughs> economic inequality. And it is important to ensure that everyone has access to the benefits of generative AI. Efforts will need to be made to ensure that this technology is not only available to large corporations, but also to small and medium-sized enterprises and individuals. There are also ethical considerations around the use of, of GAI in South Africa particularly when it comes to issues such as privacy, bias and discrimination. Even the tool knows that it should be governed properly. That's it from us today, for real this time. Listen to us on citizen.coza or follow the Citizen News on IONO FM. And we will see you again next Monday. Cheers, guys. Cheers.